0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Affinity Podcast. My name is Alex and today it is my delight to be talking to one of the biggest English MTG streamers, Adam. Adam has been streaming and producing content on Magic, especially around EDH, for only the past year and has already reached a sizeable following on Twitch and various social media platforms. His irreverent style and British humour has gained him a favourable reputation within the community, with many content creators lining up to appear on his streamed games. And now he's here with me. Hi Adam. Hello. How are we?
1: Really good, thank you dude. How are you?
0: We are lovely because it's nice to talk to someone in the same country, in the same time. It's
1: not the middle of the night for
0: either. No, it's <laughs> always like, oh, are we six hours behind, five hours ahead? Yeah. But no, it's genuinely nice. Just, oh, we both get both getting bright and early, nice and early in the morning, get things done, have a nice chat. First thing. Yeah. Lovely. So, first things first. The, only, the first thing I really want to talk about is the fact that you have a under this for a year, already got very good following. And you weirdly have the exact same number of decks as we do on Moxfield, which is 34, oh. I don't know if you counted.
1: Oh, I haven't counted lately. Yep.
0: Yeah. Nice. Which is quite a lot. So for that, we'll ask how do you personally go about actually building decks?
1: Um oh, that's a great question. I I'm not sort of an avid build from what you have kind of guy. Right. Um I I get I try and with the content creation, I try and get like a, a booster box each set and sort of mm. extra products here and there. If you come on a deck because I've always got stuff to build from, um, so if I can avoid buying cards, then I, I will. <laughs> um, but then if it's sort of any key any key cards that are kind of sort of you'd be stupid not to include that are also cheap, I might sort of go and get those. But I tend to sort of. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know whether it's more of a common building sort of way. I tend to look on websites like EDH Rec, when I when I find a commander I like. I go and see what the general um, split of spells are. Yeah. Maybe sort of like use that as a guide. So aiming for so however many sorceries, how many instants, and then I just like to dig through everything I've got and try and build a pile of everything I like, and then whittle that down to. What, uh, is, what is required?
0: So it's all those people that goes big and then cuts the chaff down to yeah. do get something better.
1: Yeah. Uh, Usually my desk has got at least three or four piles to uh, <laughs> two, three cards each that need whittling down into into some sort of refined build. What the hell?
0: Honestly, well, so I'm the exact opposite. I I will take yeah. the so for example, I know me and you share a recent deck Falco which nice. I love Falco, um, yeah. but I'll get like the eight or 10 cars that I'm like, this is the deck. This is what my deck wants to be doing. And then mm-hmm. build around that. So I start small and then grow the deck outwards, which are the exact opposite of 400, then cut down.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, that Falco deck is great. Falco is great. And uh, managed to get a, a win straight out of the gate with it, which is nice.
0: And I think, I think Falco is one of those commanders that I think perfectly encapsulates the fact of a commander that is just good by itself, but not overly broken. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. He's like, he has like he has devoted druid, senses divine top combo. But what doesn't break devoted druid nowadays? <laughs> Which, but that's the thing. It's one combo doesn't make Falco blisteringly amazing. But he himself has a fantastic synergy, and just <sighs> I'm trying to think of a better way of phrasing it beyond the fact that he just makes all plus one plus becomes better. Like Mana gorja Hydra now becomes card advantage somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which is just insane about it.
1: And I, I I've built mine with that sort of thing in mind, and then having since played it, I've realised how how powerful the shield counter is just for just for like mind games the amount of times your opponents go oh I'm not going to waste a removal spell on it because it's just removing a counter and it will just sit there for the game just doing some flying damage and taking people out
0: but that's the thing I was talking with Hermit about this Um, which like if you like say in Falco it's blue Mystical Shooter I'll go have a Cyclonic Rift and then you just sit there I'm just gonna see and no one attacks you. It's like I've Beautiful. just I've paid zero mana for you not to attack me for the Rest of the game and not use a <laughs> single card. I just had it in my hand which is just so funny because <laughs> because it does it A friend of mine always says you have to play through the cast spells because they're always gonna be there You just have to go yeah. through them. You can't just sit Very there Or same thing with the shield counter which
1: great! I like little things like that that just put put your opponents off reacting.
0: Yeah, just a little bit of no, you're not gonna because I can do this. But then, but I think that's the thing of the more you play, the more you learn not to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So beyond obviously Falco being amazing, what what actually makes you decide to build certain commanders beyond the fact that you know they come both devoted druid. <laughs> it
1: did. De- I always sort of just go with. I, um, I try and build at least one per set mm. if I can, just because of the amount of commander content that I'm putting out. Um, I'm at the, I'm in the process this year of trying. To, I play because I have the commander games every Wednesday on the stream. Yeah. I, I'm trying to play a different commander every week.
0: So. Oh wow, so that's fifty-five the, different commanders.
1: Yeah. So with the with the um, like the current pool, I'm doing alright. I've still got plenty left to go through, but I am trying to keep ahead of things by building regularly. Um, but it just depends what jumps out to me. I quite like variety. Yeah. I don't. I don't. You, you get players who sort of have their identities, like oh they're known for playing only like Rakdos decks and stuff yeah. like that. and It's like I'm very much like I, my attention wanes very quickly if I've got the same thing over and over. <laughs> <laughs> I like to just have different things around me for yeah. options and whatever I'm feeling on the day.
0: Yeah. Like you do have people who's like no no I am like um Matt G says he's a Simic mage just constantly. Yeah. I'm just like yeah. Don't
1: get me wrong. I
0: I am never less happy than when I am sat there with a full control hand with a Jeskai commander. That is my happy place. <laughs> nice. It's like you need a double root canal. I'm like Jeskai control, Jeskai control. <laughs> my back. <laughs> but yeah, you need that bit of variety. So, yeah. were well, there any Baldur's Gate ones have jumped out at you so far?
1: Um, I'm not sure yet. I haven't actually um Gone too I? I do like the idea of going down the adventures route. Yeah, I was I was really into the threat, the adventure spells when Throne of drain came out, and I really enjoyed playing them in like standard. Yeah, and just that that the the lucky clover was nice, but like <laughs> it wasn't enough for a commander. No. So, I probably will
0: go down that route. This set, which I do. That's thing. You know, I like Adventures because it's a it's a mechanic they had, but then they left it, and you can't really print Adventures into like a standard normal set because right. they don't yeah. really work. But then it's something they've brought back. It's not something they've left like Mutate, like Mutate's just on yeah. the shelf. I, I'm fully aware Mutate's not coming back until I go back to courier Yeah. But constantly going back to Adventuring does flesh the deck out, and it makes that Commander deck a lot more viable now because they're adding more support to it
1: yeah 100% I do wish it was like five colours because there's (laughs) good adventure cards in all colours and uh I think my favourite ones because this adventure commander I think is I think it's blue green white I'm not uh, not
0: 100% I believe it's blue green white
1: um but my favourite adventure cards are like red and black so (laughs) so yeah quite where I want it to be well I'll probably give it a go
0: yeah yeah it's banned whenever you cast an adventure spell you make a copy it yeah Mm. But uh, have you have you heard the good word of Miracle Lord of Bones though? The
1: miracle Lord of Bones.
0: So he's he was one of the first ones spoiled and everyone's forgotten about him. But he's yeah. the most broken thing I've seen in ages. I'm
1: pulling it up right now.
0: So yeah, he's seven mana. So no one will play him because he's too high costed. But whenever, I'm already down. I like whenever a non-token creature you control dies, you exile it. If you do, you create a token that's a copy of it, except it's an enchantment and loses all other creature types, all the card types. So it just becomes an enchantment. like that. Which is insane, and it's amazing. Yeah. Because, as you say, another card that breaks Devoted Druid. Because when it's an enchantment-
1: Shocker, another one
0: because when it comes back as an enchantment it can't die to having minus one minus one counters on it so it's just yep. infinite green mana with one card <laughs> which is insane perfect but then you have stuff like Elish Norn that dies and then just comes back as an enchantment and sits there because Norn runs enchantment removal in EDH yeah
1: <laughs> yeah I do like that like the, the sort of hard to deal with abilities that are then even harder to remove once the creature's gone
0: mm. ooh Oh no, he, he's my pet project at the moment. Nice. Oh. Is there any commanders not from this set, but like, are any commanders where like you sit down at a table and you just like, I'm going to target you because your commander's this.
1: Mm. Um. I I think a lot of my, my sort of issues with certain commanders are just based on past experiences within my play group. Mm. Um. My number one kill on site is uh
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Every time I've. I've played against a Stack deck that has stopped me doing absolutely anything that involves playing Magic, and now I refuse to let it live. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, that's, that's the only archetype that we don't actively say, please don't, but it's the only type that we wouldn't willingly have on the channel, just simply because we don't. Think it's enjoyable to watch a stacks game, yeah. like playing through it. Like you feel like you're walking against the tide, and you can get through it, and give you a sense of accomplishment. But I don't think mm. it's entertaining to watch a stacks game.
1: No. No. Uh, yeah, because it's like um, like that that drawn out battle against stacks where you know what's going to be played, so you bring a lot of interaction and try and like you're basically trying to work the puzzle out. But it, yeah. it is it becomes a, a lengthy thing. You're right. It's just not. Appealing for a no. an hour long
0: video or stream or whatever. No. and Zer one of those ones as well. Like that, I don't think there is a fair way to build it. Just for the amount of enchantments at that mana value, that like, you can't have that many in there that don't become stacky or don't become yeah. oppressive. It's like unless yeah. you're going to play thirty copies of Vanishing Light,
1: <laughs>
0: then like yeah. there's not a lot you can do with Zer uh, beyond just no,
1: no. yeah. Oh. Also, that the second to that is going to be Najila the blade blossoms for me. Yeah. worry like even a casual Najila build is so OP. Yeah. So you have to just remove that as soon as you see it.
0: Yeah, it's very much a. I'm going to turn your commander into a tree every time, just yeah. just because.
1: <laughs>
0: Especially with Carter, that where the deck is built around the commander. Mm which i do always find like do you ever find that when you're building commander decks like that like um like for example i had a um oh what was his name the bird wizard i used to love him as well kai kai that was it whenever you cast a non-creature spell you get a 1-1 love him but then there is the bucket in mind thought of if this gets turned into a tree can i still win the game and the answer is no it's like (laughs) wow You follow yeah,
1: a I learned that very early on, like do not rely on the commanders. No. Like, don't purely around it because you will just get shut down. Mm.
0: Well, or okay. someone just plays Dryneth Magistrate. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Can't cast a commando. <laughs> uh, do you think like that comes into bit of a rule zero conversation of like, like how do you phrase, are we all not playing Drynath Magistrate? Can we all play mm. our own effects? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I can't I can't say that Dranic Magistrate or that kind of thing has come up too much in the World Series conversation.
0: Yeah, exactly. I
1: think like if that comes I think if that comes round because it is affecting the three at, like it one player's playing it, three players are being affected, it then becomes a gang up situation. Yeah. So you're more likely to have a way of removing it between the three of you at least. Yeah. In theory.
0: Well as what a friend of ours who recently came from playing Yu Gi Oh. Was like, it was like, well, I'm just going to play the most powerful deck possible. It's like, okay, there's three people who will try and kill you quite quickly. It's like, oh, yeah. but aren't they doing It's like, no, no, no. It's a very delicate balance of, I want to play the game, but I'm not going to show that I'm trying to win the game too hard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's trying to hide all of the guns that they've got. Yeah. It's like, you're just, just hanging out. No one here is in danger. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: have, you, have you ever played any CDH?
1: I have, yeah. Yeah,
0: which, like, that is that is very much a case of everyone going, here's how many guns I have, how many guns do you have, <laughs> and everything is on the table. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I like that. I like the CDH idea of we're all, we all know what we're here for, mm. let's just go for it. When everyone's got that same mindset, it'd be yeah. awesome. it's when you've got, like, one or two people at the table who think that and two that don't.
0: there is nothing worse like I walked into an LGS the other week and there was a pod of two people using a pre-con one person using something solid upgraded and one person playing a foiled out mono green Omnath deck and it's like this does not seem like you've had a constructive rule zero conversation table Oh. (laughs) oh god Oh.
1: That's often the issue when you go and play an LGS because it's new people. It's yeah. Worked each other out yet. There's no. At least when you're playing with new people on a stream or a video, there's already that, that understanding that this is for entertainment purposes. Exactly. It'll be enjoyable for everyone. <laughs> at the LGS, it's like, no, I'm just turning up, doing what I want, smashing some nerds. Yeah. Exa- <laughs> it's not great.
0: No, absolutely not. It's like. Like, the best part of Commander is the fact that you get to play and have weird interactions of, again, turning Khan into a tree, which is always hilarious, and stuff like that. It's not a case of, I want to come here, and I'm going to combo you out on turn three. It's like, okay, that was, that was fun for, for the whole two minutes. Let's uh, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, like, Hermit said this, and I thought it was so bloody profound. Like, he said the phrase CDH... Is its own rule zero conversation. I was like, mm. "Damn, that's good." That is. What on a T-shirt? That's good.
1: That is spot on. Yeah. Everyone knows what's 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 going on from the get go.
0: <laughs> which is exactly po Which is like what it should be not a yeah. case of, "Oh well, how many infinite combos do you run? How long do you want the game to go?" Da 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 da. Which I was something else he said. I would like. Most CDH games end on turn six via combat damage. I was like,
1: "What?
0: (laughs) That's not the reputation." What do you mean? People don't win on turn zero,
1: right? Which there's such a like deluded view of what CDH is massively.
0: Which, like, I find that like the spoilers as well. Like, you have one half of people say this is the weakest set possible. Like, people say, like, Baldur's Gate has no power. Then on the other half, says, like, there are too many broken cards. And I'm like... (laughs) How does half the community hold this and half the community hold this? Are we looking at the same spoilers here? Right. Like, what do you think of this set? What do you think of Baldur's Gate?
1: I like it a lot. I like it. I'm very into it. There's a lot of flavor. There's a lot of variety. There's quite a few cards that make you go, ooh, this would be really fun with this. That would be really cool with that. Um... I think it feeds into a lot of different builds and archetypes and playstyles and stuff like across the board, which is what you kind of want from a set. Yeah. Um, and then you haven't, obviously, there's the whole, you haven't got things like Jeweled Lotus and stuff like that. So it's like, it's not absolutely cranking power levels. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I think there, are, there isn't anything so far, and it might be because I missed it, but there isn't anything so far that makes me go, oh, that's broken. That, that That's the one car that's gone like Jeweled Lotus. Or dockside extortionist. Which right. still went on that reprint. But Yeah, I know.
1: I hope you print a
0: It'd have been so perfect. Like put him put him a little flavour, like he's on he's on the docks by the Baldur's Gate, just like, you know, extorting right.
1: people would Have been perfect. It, would it probably be in the foiled out Warhammer oh, Don't really don't, give,
0: don't give them ideas. <laughs> or or um, a secret lair that's just a dockside extortionists.
1: <laughs> yeah, different art on each one yeah,
0: and it will right, be an extortionate be price, it's like, ah, oh, I see what you've done there, Wizards, very clever <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that's one of those cards that's very much like, has people on, on the fence or, well, like, it has strong opinions either side for a lot of people, I think mm. um, but I, I like dog side.
0: I like it, it's one of the weird, weird cards that the higher power level your playgroup is, the better it gets mm. Yeah. Like, if you sit down with a bunch of people who have precons. the card's terrible. It's genuinely yeah. bad.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, oh, I paid two months to make two treasures. This seems bad. This seems really bad. Right. But it's like.
1: If you, if you sit down and someone across you plays a dockside and you go, oh, great, then you, that's because you've ramped out. Yeah. They're matching you, so, like, you, you have no right to complain. <laughs> 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 well,
0: that's the thing, it's such a weird, weird card. And, But equally, there are other th- cards that have been printed in the set, which are pretty good. Like, they reprinted all the, um, the Commander Lands, the Bountiful Promenades and stuff like that, which, yeah. my word, needed reprinting.
1: 100%.
0: But then it does seem like you can't... Like, I do feel a bit sympathetic to Wizards sometimes. Like, they can't win. Of We either print pure gold money into the packs, at which point people will complain that we are uh, power creeping the format... Or we print something massively flavorful and they complain there's no power. <laughs> so what what do you want?
1: Yeah, that's the issue with the the the, the audience for magic is so massive. Yeah. It's never going to please everyone. so no. You just have to do what you think's right. Yeah. And, and turn off your comment section.
0: <laughs> See, we've been very lucky. Like a lot of our, co- I think we've had, I can count on one hand the number of hate comments we've had, which is very nice.
1: Yeah. That's pretty good.
0: We we, have, we do still have our first ever hate comment, either printed off in a folder, nice. just stuck like, there we are. That's when I knew we were a magic YouTube, was the first hate comment.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Need to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love the people that, like, come into the stream and then just say something, like, so rude, because it's just, it's just entertaining. Yeah. It's like, what... By it, what kind of mindset are you in? To no. Abuse someone that you've never actually spot, interacted with before, just it's because they're live on the internet.
0: It's like a child running into a room, room saying a rude word, then running straight back out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had one recently. Um, with the there was the draft arena open. Yeah. And, um, I was like, I'm just gonna give it a go. I, I I play drafts every week, so I feel quite com- comfortable with it. Um, managed to get into day two on my first run. Nice. Probably, like really surprised by, it. and then. On day two, because the event went live at like 6 a.m. Pacific time, I was good to go.
0: Yeah, you're fine. Two.
1: And so I was one of the first people streaming it. So loads of people were coming in and new new is coming in. And I was just, I drafted poorly and I was playing poorly. And the, the comments, someone in the comments just was like, How the hell did this guy get to day two? <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, You tell me, mate. I, you and me both have no idea what's going on here. <laughs>
0: I was just like, oh, just like I always think like the best response is a dead pan because I won my games day one. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Because I earned that token. Yeah, thank you. business.
0: Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> like that proper Jack D, just dead pan as proper Yeah. For a British straight face.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That's something else that I always found weird. Like, I didn't get it until we went and, like, went on the internet a lot more. Do you find it a bit weird that we always get referred to as British? Not English.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I it, like. I, um. I haven't really given that much thought. To be fair, I, I only so felt it's like. Um. It's easy to just sort of like call us whatever. Yeah. Like With so many different things.
0: <laughs> it's just this a Scottish friend of mine went over to um, Florida the other day, and he, he said like, "Oh, everyone refers to me as Scottish, but they don't call me British." Mm-hmm. And I was like, but English get called British. And I was like, that's a bit, that's a good point actually. Don't think of that.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people outside of outside of the UK just don't don't really grasp what the difference is. No, so they just go with the one they've heard most commonly. Yeah,
0: well, a lovely British accent. I'm like, do I sound Welsh? <laughs> yeah. Do I sound Irish?
1: The British <laughs> accent is a is a non-existent thing. No. 300 different dialects
0: all you, blended. All you that. talk to someone from dead center Yorkshire and then someone right. from Plymouth, you will. <laughs> that, is, that is a different language.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: 100%. Lots <laughs> of <laughs> people don't get that, which is fine. It's just funny. I just find it very entertaining. Oh, But beyond, obviously, people not being able to understand um, the difference in Britons because we are a very tiny island. Okay. But. With internet, we get to play with all people all around the world, thanks yeah. to online stuff. Which, because you obviously stream a lot, infinitely more than we do, because we don't. Do you find it how hard or how not hard? Do you find actually streaming versus being in person with someone like? Do you find it just as easy? Do you find it harder? Um, I th- oh,
1: I think I find the streaming thing easier now. It's funny when I started out, obviously I was i played i learned magic i played magic with friends and in person and all that i was doing that quite regularly and then the stream just sort of developed into this weekly weekly game um and so i'm with my schedule now i'm playing more on stream than i am in person
0: yeah
1: generally um and i find that to start with it was like a weird balance of talking to chat and like managing the game and all of this um but I think now the stream has developed into a point where there's this understanding of playing for enjoyment and playing for entertainment. Yeah. And it becomes quite easy to interact with those games. You don't feel bad about mismanaging things. No one's trying to, like, dominate the table and whatever. But I feel like playing in person, that often misconception of power levels and stuff like that happens more regularly. Yeah. So I find, like, I often have... A f- oh, not often, but I'm more likely to have a game that stresses me out or I don't enjoy in person than I do during during a stream.
0: What's what stresses you out? Um
1: I suppose it's things like 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 the the I think in person there tends to be a lack of a rule zero conversation. So you quite often get someone who is just stomping the table. Mm. They might not mean to, but it's just because they've brought something that hasn't quite matched the table. Or um they get you get sort of like some maybe some ganging up or yeah. like um interaction that's like or, or poor threat analysis and stuff like that. Generally with the stream games it's people who are long-term commander players. They play really regularly so they've got a good idea of what should be dealt with. And sometimes when you play like the LGS with people it's like there's this is big threat on the table but they're taking out your soul ring because because <laughs> it's soul ring. Yeah. I don't know, it's a bit of a, a yin and yang kind of thing between in person and, and stream games.
0: So let's say we just sat down at a table, we're an LGS. How would you start a Rule Zero conversation?
1: That is a good question.
0: Because some people don't actually like everyone knows, oh, we should have these conversations, but a lot of people don't actually know because you have to remember we are nerds. Right. Social interaction is like the reason we go into magic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My um I see I find that starting a conversation is a lot easier for me because I will I will just start by stating what my deck has, what my deck does. Mm. So sort of like just thinking what information do I want to know about my opponent's decks? If I'm giving that out, that's the benchmark of what they need to tell me back. Mm. So I'll state whether there's fetch lands, fast mana, any tutors, any combos, like what the general gist of the deck is, what's trying to do as well. And then when that com- when they're responding, yeah. If they're not if they haven't re- met all of those things, I'll then ask, "Okay, are you doing any of this?" Are doing any of that just to try and get all that information out to start with, um, but then also treating game one as a bit of a tester, yeah. So, not being too mad if the first game goes a bit wonky and someone's overpowered, you now know that when someone says their decks are seven, it's actually an eight, so yeah, you can sort of rebalance for game two.
0: <sighs> that constant, oh, my decks are seven, but what does that actually mean though? Every, every decks are seven. Every Dex are seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I don't think people realise, like, just everything being a seven means nothing's a seven.
1: Right. Which,
0: like you mentioned there's like, oh, my deck has fast mana, my deck has fetchlands. That's a lot more honest and accurate portrayal of what the deck is. Mm. Which You mentioned, why why do you think fetchlands di- can adjust power level of a deck?
1: I think, for me, what I've learned about the sort of... Um, from the rules, zero conversations and stuff like that, is that if someone is running fetch lands, mm. then they have built that quite tuned. You don't casually run things like fetches and stuff. So, you know, if they've got those fetches in, they're trying to really get certain cards out early. They're trying to make sure that it's as efficient as possible. So you can kind of make assumptions about what else might be there.
0: Mm. Uh, then, obviously, the difference of, like, fast one, Man, mana vault, mana crypt, and stuff like that, where it's a case of... No, I'm going to be having more resources than you are. Yeah. Therefore I get to play more magic. Yeah. Which is obviously a lot harsher.
1: <laughs> so, it just lets me know that you're gonna bring down a, a some sort of seven CMC creature on turn four.
0: Yeah. And that was um do you remember ages ago the um command zone did that survey and they found that the people that win on average most, which they did use some of our games for for their sample, which our claim, our claim to fame. Um, <laughs> which they found, like, the people that win the most are the ones that have spent the most mana throughout the game. Which, obviously, I just say, if you've got fast mana, you're going to be spending more mana than someone else. And that's the reason why that turn one saw ring... Like, everyone knows that that's a strong play, but if you ask someone, why are you killing them because they got a turn one saw ring... I don't think a lot of players could properly articulate why that is, mm. but it is because they have more mana available, they can play more cards, they're most likely going to win quicker than I can. Yeah. yeah. Which is a bit of a big deal.
1: The amount of commanders that are like three or four mana, and if you've got soul ring turn one, then that commander's coming down turn two. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, 100%. Somebody's rolling way before I'm getting my seven mana things out.
0: Genuinely, I used to have a Mizzix of the Ismargus deck. Nice. I I took it apart when Martin pointed out to me that I had never lost a game where I turned one sword ringed, because I got to play Mizzix on turn two. Nice. And I I just went, oh, that's a let's just take this apart. (laughs) That's not okay. (laughs) If a deck always wins, that's not an okay deck or the conversation's bad.
1: So on, on that, I have a question for you then. Oh, go on. In, sort of with that in mind. How often will you draw a starting hand with things like soldering that in, and then maybe mulligan it away?
0: Uh, I will never mulligan a hand away like that. I, I very much try to, depending on the table, be a case of I will change my play style depending upon the table mm. Like I might, I will then play a land and I might then not play the soaring on turn 1 because I'm playing against two people who have a pre-con deck and someone who's learning the rubs of their new deck Yeah, which I find is a better way of doing it because A, they still play their deck you're still playing your deck and you can still think about your deck and how it's going to work rather than starting a race and kneecapping yourself Mm-hmm. Like if you see him both teaching your heart to run, he doesn't shoot himself in the foot first. He might just yeah. run alongside you.
1: <laughs> I love that. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, I'm glad you say that too. I have spoken to some to several people now that would say that like to to not really tear away with things early. They'll they'll mulligan or, if they've got a soul ring and a signet in their hand, they'll mulligan it away for something a bit more calmer. And it's like, mm, that's fine, but you can just play those things out. And yeah. Not like go into straight yeah. to fifth gear. You can just yeah.
0: you can just restrain yourself. Have mm-hmm. some have some self control to then be like, okay, I just won't do this. Which yeah, it does yeah. essentially make like your hand essentially becomes five rather than seven because that's soaring again. You're not gonna play those, which in itself mm-hmm. is you running alongside that one person. Yeah. Which I would say seems a lot more fair, especially for newer players. Hundred <laughs> percent. Which I do think a lot of people sort of forget that. Like, going back to what we talking about with the power level of Baldur's Gate, like, a lot of people seem to forget that the vast majority of players are about a five on that whole power scale thing. It's about a pre corner, slightly upgraded. Not yeah. everyone is looking for a jeweled Lotus. No. Like, the dragons in this set are insane.
1: Oh my god, dude, I'm so excited for the dragon. Uh,
0: the- like genuinely a dragon was already expensive this is not helping
1: <laughs> yeah that's, that's definitely one of the, the decks that i will not be building this year that's going out the window <laughs>
0: it's just like they're just so i did see someone commented saying there's a lot of dragons in this set there are too many dragons and the top comment was dungeons and dragons sets
1: <laughs> right I mean, the only, uh, the only argument that's bad for it is that we need more dungeons. <laughs>
0: we do need more dungeons. 100% more dungeons.
1: <laughs> I suppose the last D&D set was very dungeon-heavy, and not quite dragon-heavy, so True. they're balancing it out. The,
0: th- the third set will be exactly 50-50. The
1: third set will be loads of cards with the word AND on.
0: <laughs> yeah. When you complete a dungeon, make a dragon.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Nice. <laughs> <Good laughs> but they are like, genuinely obscene because I was just looking through them before because a friend of mine pointed them out like, and that's the thing with all of these none of these will affect massively high power decks because they're too costly Yeah. but the vast majority of players I think will want to play them
1: yeah they're like, uh, really really cool
0: they are very cool what do you think of the um, Planeswalkers being in Commanders?
1: I, I love that My um The first commander deck like I ever bought Was the Aminati precon, oh, And Like Just upgrade i I've, it's been through Many iterations And I've made it very much about A top deck synergy Rather than a stupid Move everybody around <laughs> on the, With the ultimate But I love Planeswalkers as, as commanders
0: So would you be One of those people That's in favour of Just letting Planeswalkers Be commanders Like in Earthbreaker
1: Mmm No
0: No Why not
1: No I think there's some I think that the the planeswalkers that are allowed to be commanders have been really well balanced for commander. Mm. I think there's plenty of planeswalkers out there that would be busted as commanders. Like who? Uh oh, um like Bolas for a start.
0: Which which one the 17?
1: All of them. All all of them. All of them to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think a lot some of them aren't made some of them are made for like especially things like the Chandra's and stuff are made with standard in mind so they're very fast so I think they can go especially if you're playing a commander that then makes you more mana like you're you're able to just do things very quickly that you might not necessarily should be Mm. doing a commander game
0: so the big one everyone always says is the um, Bant Tamio um, Mm. field researcher which strangely enough is the one that I played in our one earthbreaker game (laughs) (laughs) because why not
1: Yeah, nice.
0: But yeah, like planeswalkers, like I can see the argument against. It's one of those things that I just don't see as being a massive issue should it happen.
1: No, I wouldn't say it would be. It just I think a lot of decks would require a lot of editing. Like a lot of pre-existing decks, you're going to start having to really think about your removal now being planeswalker targetable rather than yeah,
0: creatures like the. The mortify has to become a vindicate now.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So certain cards will then just spike through the roof, and then they're gonna have to go and reprint all of these cards, and it becomes a whole process. Hey,
0: I've got I've got two doubling seasons. I'm fine for that. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> 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 Although oh.
1: I would I would actually uh, you you've given me a great idea for the Amonati deck. The commanders that can be and the planeswalkers that can be commanders the new uh, Luxior sword that can make a Planeswalker into a creature Yeah. I want to take someone out with commander damage
0: with a Planeswalker <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good Aminatu was a great design card and a good example of something that can just stretch from, I'm going to play some Miracles right up to of I'm going to combo turn 2 mm. because she can combo with, what was it Felidar, not Sovereign Guardian, the format mana Guardian, cat yeah, 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 that's the one Blinky, blinky, blink.
1: Just infinitely blinking them out and
0: pinging for damage. Love it. Exactly. Or alter the brood, milling everyone. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Which, speaking of, like, is there any mechanics like mill that you think that you don't like, or you think, mmm, not a fan of that? Um,
1: not really. To be fair, um, I'm, I'm a ma- I, The reason I love commander is for the variety and mm. that, like everyone can find something that suits them. So I would find it very hypocritical when people are very against a certain archetype or something because they don't enjoy it. And it's like, well, that's somebody's cup of tea. Yeah. Let, them, let them play it. Just Otherwise, why should you go play your thing? <laughs> yeah.
0: The big one I always, everyone always says is Infect.
1: Yeah, true. I, love I like it.
0: Infect. I like Infect. Fact. I love Infect. Yeah. Infect's great.
1: Like when it comes down the table, I like that right... I now know what I'm taking out. I now know what I'm using my removal. Yeah, on. And like, trying to trying to keep it down is always a, is a good challenge.
0: It's like someone pulls out an Atrox, and you're like, okay, sir turn three, rats Right, everyone sits them a bit straighter. Yeah,
1: <laughs> here we go. Buckle up. It's
0: like because like in fact does just essentially say I'm going to set all your life totals to ten. It's like oh, yeah. That that is a very much a, okay, let's type a different game now.
1: Yeah. But like I don't mind. It's no. Um, i I quite like games to finish. I yeah. like going to game two. So like that's that's fine by me. Knock me out of infect, I'll grab another deck. <laughs> well,
0: that's the thing, like, Do you do not find commander games that go often too long?
1: Very very regularly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like, why? Why do you think, like sometimes, we have commander games that I just say go for the average of seven turns. What? Mm. Why is it? Do you think that some games just
1: drag? I think it comes down to the the variety, like 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 I said, the variety of play styles and commanders and stuff you can choose from. Fairly often, you'll get several players playing the same kind of plan mm. which is like if no one's playing aggressive if no one's trying to do commander damage or try and take someone out through combat then you're all sitting there just building your fortress around yourself mm. you know, it's like the it's like the, the Mexican standoff like everyone yeah. is like who's going to react first as soon as you shoot I'm t- someone else I'm taking you out and it just becomes that like no one wants to be the first one to make a move
0: yeah the idea of king making yeah which we've had several times where it's a case of none of us can win right now but the second someone blinks, you'll kill him he'll kill you, then I'll kill you so no one will move because they can't win from that position <laughs>
1: yeah. and there's a lot of hate for king making like quite a lot of people will be in that position and just not play like they'll just pass a turn so they're not king making, but I feel like it's fine I've got no problem with somebody king making because you've had a whole game of politics. You know who in the game has annoyed you more. Yes. <laughs> so, Or maybe you know who the deck has won the previous two games, so then just <laughs> help assist the other person. Let them have a win today.
0: <laughs> Honestly, like, Commander is one of those very weird games where people can be fine with not winning. Yeah. Which sounds weird.
1: Right. Which I think is the, the appeal. Yeah.
0: So what was it, the Professor said? Like he's fine with winning no games, provided that his deck does a thing. Yeah. So right.
1: Like I like I the, the the flip of that is I really enjoy watching other people's decks do things. Yes. Like show me how cool your build is. Yeah. Let it do its thing. I want to see it go off. I don't mind if it takes me out because I've I'm impressed by what it's done and maybe it's inspired me to build something else afterwards.
0: Yeah, there was a person we were playing with the other day. His deck ran no creatures. And it was just a bunch of pump effects and effects that give creatures double strike. And I was like, okay, bit weird. <laughs> I went to combat, swung at someone for six, they're on 20. And he goes, I'm going to give you a creature double strike and plus six, plus six. I went, oh, that's how you win.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. You,
0: you sneaky, sneaky person.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: You get other people to do your dirty work. But it was great. It was funny.
1: That's awesome. I like the, the decks that are really like left of field and they're really like in, like just silly but like you you're rooting for it Yeah, how ridiculous it
0: is. It's really, like when it's silly but worked, it's not silly. Yeah, yeah. But I do think there's uh like, oh, probably three schools of thought of like you got the professors like I don't care if I win or lose, I just want to do a thing. Uh Josh Lee Kwai I wanna win twenty-five percent of my games. And then you've got the other people's like, I always want to win the game that I'm currently playing, Mm-mm. and I'm like, no one's really wrong in no. that. Yeah, and I'm just like, it's such a weird format where you can have those three ideals and none of them be wrong. It's just how you want it to be, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which which one would you fall into?
1: I am. I'm always playing to win. Yeah. I'm always there. Like I, I want I'm trying to win the game. Want to win the game? But I very much enjoy doing my thing, and then somebody else winning. Um. But like, yeah, like actually, the way you put it, I am all three. To be fair, like <laughs> yeah. I like I don't mind. I enjoy losing, but I also don't want to be losing all the time. And it's like, why am I even turning up with this deck?
0: <laughs> yeah. There are times where you turn up with a deck, it loses, and you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. it Loses again, like. Me and you need to have a conversation at home, yeah. young man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you need to sort this out otherwise you are getting unsleep <laughs> <laughs> that
0: sounds like such a brutality i'm taking you home and unsleeping you it's like <sighs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but how, often, how often do you do that how often do you take a deck apart
1: um fairly often to be fair um with the amount of decks that i have like you said it's It's easy to just sort of be like, oh, this one's not doing it for me or I haven't played this in a while or I've played this one too much kind of thing. And with the trying to constantly build new decks and and switch things around, I'll often just take... I I don't want to be buying Command Towers and Signets and that all the time. So I'll just take something apart and then sort of reuse it and rebuild it. But I keep all the lists up so then if I want to put anything back together, it's not not too tricky for me. I mean, just last week I took apart i took about
0: three decks and i built five <laughs> that math doesn't work out i uh, know i have to <laughs> open some sealed pre-cons <laughs> <laughs> nice see so, w- we are very two different people me and martin because martin has i think he's taken apart three decks in the past six years
1: jeez
0: he keeps. He is a hoarder of decks.
1: That's impressive.
0: He just keeps each one and like adds them to it. Like Unesh, anytime a Sphinx comes out, straight in there. Edgar, anytime I've. He's got loads of tribal decks for it. I, I am like you, where I think I'm, I'm a teacher. I've got a week off. I think Tuesday I'm going to sit down with all my decks in front of me and go, you know why you're all here? That's not mince words. <laughs> Some of you will not make it to the night. <laughs> You need to, because cardboard is expensive.
1: Yeah. Please uh, give me a reason why I shouldn't take you apart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Plead your case before the jury.
1: Yeah, I do have I do have those decks that I will never I will never take apart though, like the the ones that you just really really enjoy every time.
0: Yeah, your evergreen decks.
1: Yeah, like I'm really I'm known for my Ken Rift deck, and that's been through so many different iterations, and it's like I've slowly been kicking out the make the cool the cool basic lands from Kamagawa, the nice. so the old art demonic shooter and like the old it's slowly just getting upgraded 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 just because I love it and it's never gonna it's never gonna be taken apart
0: Kamerath is great like so just with Kamerath like what did you think about the Golos span of the five core mm, commander
1: I didn't have a problem with Golos I've got Golos players in the play group and I felt bad for them because the decks were fun and they were quite cool yeah like, I, I didn't fit, feel that he was doing too much overpowered that required a ban.
0: No, I'll... No, you're right. He didn't do anything over, over, uh, like, broken. There was a line in the notes about it that I did fully agree with, though, because I was looking to build just something random, just a five-color, utter nonsense deck with some silly theme that I thought up. Yep. And there was literally no reason beyond actively choosing not to to not have Golos as the commander, because he was mm. just... Obviously, the best fire color. Like you'd argue against for Kenrith, but colors was just no color requirement. Get whatever land you want, not even a basic. Yeah. And then his ability was just to churn out value. Mm. Which I think. No, yeah, that, that was the light. I, it was due to the ubiquity of it. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's fair.
1: Yeah, I understand that. But I, 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 on the flip side to that, I quite enjoy the commanders where they can go down many many routes I think that's why I like Kenrith like, yeah
0: Kenrith when you, see, when
1: you sit down across from a deck like um, like Niv Mizzet like parent yeah
0: example,
1: which I love my Niv deck but when you sit across from it you know what it's going to do it's yeah you fun. know what it is yeah but with the with the five colour variety decks it's like ooh what's their build going to be what cards am I going to see yeah
0: like Kenrith is just one of those cards where it's like can we squeeze some more text on here yeah just a little more <laughs> It's a lot of more, why not?
1: Yeah. That's what, the beauty of Kenrith is, like, my, mine is just built out, build out of fun cards that I've enjoyed. I I bought the, the C19 pre-cons. Yeah. Didn't really feel any of them. Mm. So I sort of just stripped out the coolest cards from each and then put Kenrith at the front, and then it's just gone through changes since. So any card that's like, all right, this is badass, I this is me, it just gets put in. Um. But then on the flip side, you've got someone like uh, Donnie from the Filthy MTG Casuals. Yeah his Kenrith build is Shrines. And it's like, oh, I do. who would have thought to build a Kenrith shrine deck, but it's, it's cool, it's really fun. Yeah.
0: I'm currently building that go Shintai shrine deck, which I'm just waiting for that to come down a little bit more. It's like, come on, a yeah. bit more, a bit more. Come on. <laughs> and that was a weird thing for finance. Where did you see for like three days the token for the shrine that Goshin Thai makes mm. was more expensive than the card? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like the, um, the serpents for coma. Like, yeah. What? The, the tokens go through the roof, and I don't
0: know why. No, and all the um the horn, Hornets, for Hornet Queen or Hornet's Nest, yeah. before the reprinting Commander Masters, they were like $6 a pop, and the car that makes them was nothing.
1: <laughs> Just get infinite Tokens, and then no one has to care.
0: Exactly. Which I do like the infinite Tokens. They're very, very nice.
1: Mm.
0: But on the, like... <sighs> Like finance is such a big part of MTG. Like almost, yeah. I almost at the point where I think it shouldn't be that much, but then equally, it's trying to find that balance of not saying you can proxy everything in the world, but also it's a game that you need to buy into. Like to play yeah. poker, you need to still have a set of cards. If you get yeah. what I mean. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a, 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 an absolute behemoth of a. Of a Section of magic, right? Like, there's so much that goes into that, and even though the secondary market isn't a not a thing, isn't a thing doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> but even that, even the fact that the company can't physically acknowledge that for legal reasons is insane. Mm. Absolutely insane. Yeah. And then you go on to stuff like the reserved list, which oh, yeah. is what's what's your thoughts on the reserved list?
1: I think that there is absolutely no harm in reprinting cards off the reserve list in new sets with new art. The original cards are not going to lose value. Yeah. They're, they're, they're collectible because of w- what they are. They're like an artifact of the time. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Like, yeah. No one's going to suddenly start paying like a couple grand for a Black just because one's been printed recently. And
0: yeah. um, what was it the... Um Ristic Studies, he did a fantastic video on why the Black Lotus is Black Lotus. Mm. And it is because of the mythos surrounding it. It's not just because of the card and the ink on it. It's because it has become that ooh card. Like Mm. the original Charizard from Pokemon. The card's terrible, absolutely unplayable, but (laughs) it's still worth a lot because of the mythos surrounding it.
1: Mm. You can talk to people who don't play Magic the Gathering and they go, oh, like the Black Lotus. Yeah. They know the
0: card. Exactly. They've
1: never played the game, never picked up a piece of cardboard in their
0: life. No, it is something that's 100 percent entered into the cultural zeitgeist because of this sort of story surrounding it of oh yeah, that's that game that costs thousands of pounds because of this card, which yeah, is just silly. Oh, but the reserve list is a bit of a weird thing. Now, we own cards in the reserve list. Um yeah. I think I think the most expensive card we actually own is his on Tamar,
1: okay. which
0: is, he's not a good commander, <laughs> which, if anyone doesn't know what he does, he's seven mana in Naya, that when he enters the turn after he's entered, he makes one ones equal to the number of land to control, they're red, green, and white, but when he leaves, all the things leave with him. <laughs> So you can kill him in response to the delayed trigger, so you get when you of tokens, but he's seven mana. It's, he's not a good commander, he's not. <laughs> he's just weird and old. He still costs 250 pounds. Yeah. Just because.
1: <laughs> Aged like a fine wine, that's why.
0: G- yeah, genuinely. <laughs> it's just a very weird
1: thing. Like, I think you need to check the challenge now to build him.
0: We are. We are. Martin has built him. It just hasn't quite clicked. Like you know, you play your deck and it'll get there, get there, get there, and like it just needs that little bit of tuning just to make it perfect. So, last, not last thing, penultimate thing. Love the word penultimate. Because something I ask everyone.
1: Okay.
0: Is there any cards in Commander that you would unban? of the res- of the
1: I unban would, I would, um, yeah oh that is a tough question i mean i th- i think golla should be unbanned oh i'm with it but it's a uh, it is what it is
0: bearing in mind i asked matt this question and he said profit of true fix so of, of
1: course <laughs> of course he did i mean i'm not against that I'm massively
0: that. against that. <laughs> I played with that card for two weeks before it got banned and every time I was like this seems really good. Like really good.
1: <laughs> um I like I don't know. I like um I, I I really like the look of when I first started I didn't realise what was on the banned list and I really like the look of braids. I was quite <laughs> up for braids unbanning.
0: Yeah, bra- braids is one of those weird commanders like that's the thing with bands, like they could unban everything. And it yeah. probably wouldn't affect anyone at a local game store. No. Like
1: what do you think about what do you think about Coalition Victory?
0: I was just about, about to say Coalition Victory, I have lit I've had people from CDH communities, I've had people who've played longer than I've been alive tell me here's the reason why, and I'm still just like going, No, it's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. Leave it alone. It's done.
1: If you can pull off a Coalition Victory on me, I'm I'm applauding you. Genuinely,
0: the setup it takes to do that.
1: I don't care if you can do
0: it with two cards. That is a very interactable combo. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, Triskelion and Machaeus is a completely fine thing to have with Machaeus as a commander, but Coalition Victory is not okay. Get out of here with that.
1: Um... The other one for me though is that uh, oh, I don't know actually. To be fair, um, Grizzle Brand, I think doesn't deserve to be banned. Oh,
0: that's a bold statement.
1: I think in in current state of Commander that's fine. I would be I, I would I wouldn't have a problem with it being on the table.
0: The problem is that I know that I I know very much two people at least in our playgroup that would just play mono black x and just go turn one into turn two reanimate grizzle brand and then just pay their life total and go draw my cards
1: yeah i'd be like hmm <laughs> but but then that if that if if that is the level of deck that they're playing then you should yeah get, uh, it should that that's all that becomes on my ceh level
0: yeah but then with that like that's why some people are like, why is there a list in EDH at all to begin with? Because if everyone's having those proper conversations and saying, look, this is a casual format, what game do you want to have? Like, are you going to reanimate Grizzle Brand on turn two? It seems like a fair question to ask. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, but, yeah, the the community is not quite at that point with the rule Zero chat where that can be, oh. be a, a fair, a fair unbanning, I think.
0: No, and... I don't know if it's to do with this, but I think it's because a lot of people will either come from standard modern or other card games, where that is not a thing, and the concept of it makes no sense. Yeah. It's like, what? What do you mean? We're c- discussing what? We thought pl- we're, pl- we're here to win a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well,
1: competitive and casual formats just have very blurred lines between so, with with many many players.
0: Completely and utterly. Mm. Like, what was that Miss melissa del Toro said? I was like, I'm not used to talking people out of killing me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but that's the draw, like, of Commander. The, the politics of it and the the adventure together is why it's so popular.
0: Hundred percent. And that <laughs> so like said this like Martin was like, Why did you kill me first the other day? And he's like, Because I know that you can turn the table against me with three words, and I'm like, take that as a compliment <laughs> you take that as the best compliment you've ever received right now
1: that, that is the greatest commander compliment
0: because <laughs> he is, he politics beautifully well which I don't think comes across in the videos <laughs> because that like Martin is very good at just no dance, dance now
1: <laughs> <laughs> definitely the, the, the best part of uh, your your commander arsenal is is being able to get into your opponent's head a bit Yes,
0: 100% so that will be cards one ban is there anything that you would ban
1: anything that I would ban um that's for oh, I mean I have to be careful what Personal, i
0: say. personally jo- <laughs> Josh Lee quires on the phone he wants to know he's got the rules committee Sheldon's in the room what do you want to ban
1: I am against anything that becomes a must run in commander
0: I can also include
1: yeah, so arcane signet, soul ring, things like this Little, things that aren't massively impactful, but just mean that your the the creativity of commander deck building is reduced. Mm. It's like it was like oh, here's ten cards you should include in your deck. Now a year later, here's twenty cards that shouldn't. It's sort of narrowing the pool of what you have. Yeah. What you can do creatively, and I, I'm I like people putting their own. Personality and characteristics into a deck, so the, removing things that are ubiquitous across the board. Yeah. Then I fought them for that. But so there's, is, no, there's no massive standout cards that I would just get rid of.
0: No. So is there any, is there any cards that you like soaring? On? Is there any cards you would actively say I'm not going to include this in my deck because of that reason? Like soaring?
1: Mm, well, I, I mean, in, in a perfect world, yeah, I would say those those cards, but you have to run them because everyone else is running them.
0: Yeah. Damned if you do, damned if you don't, type yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm
1: there on that moral high <laughs> ground. Running it, I completely built this deck from no suggestions from the and then I just get stomped because it's all trash. to <laughs> put that soul ring back in, damn it! <laughs> yeah,
0: got <laughs> Go get that fast man. I'm gonna curb stomp some nerds next week. All right. <laughs> oh, that's not it. Absolutely lovely talking to you. Thank you for coming on.
1: Yes, yeah, my pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on.
0: Always, no worries. And as to everyone else, thank you very much for listening. You can always find our podcasts wherever you listen Spotify, Apple, and on YouTube as well. Thank you again to Adam for joining us. I've been Alex, and I'll see you next time.